Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting, our very first podcast. Um, This is, I'm Chelsea, I'm speaking right now. Um, Follow us on Instagram at Black Girls Texting, spelled just like how it sounds, but we're so excited to talk to y'all. Word. Um, So a little bit about how we came to be. Um, Well, I was doing a project for my master's and I was thinking a lot about like, uncensored conversations that black women have and in my class we're talking about like everything goes down in like the the hair salon but Mm -hmm. i feel like and that still is the case but it's still kind of like outdated in terms of like our generation (laughs) not my hair salon right not mine like i just want to get in and out of there especially if i'm getting my hair braided at the africans so weird it happens in the group chat so and our group chat go it spans like it goes politics, in. like yeah. culture, a lot of personal tea. The hose. Exactly. So <laughs> we're bringing all of that into this platform. Absolutely. So I'm Sade, and today we're going to talk about some touchy sh- subjects that have popped up in the chat. Mm-hmm. As you all know, there's a lot of craziness going on that you're seeing on the shade room. It's the end of days. It's the end of days. <laughs> it's monsooning today on a Tuesday. <laughs> But um, I think we got some interesting perspectives. So, Chelsea, you want to kick it off? Yeah. um, Something that we've been talking about a lot in our chat is the tendency of white people to call the police on black people. This has come up time and time again. It's getting really popular in the news, especially with that Starbucks shit that just happened. Um, And I found... Please excuse my macchiato. (laughs) Yeah. Like... Yeah. Why did you support them? How dare you come in here with that? And it's a macchiato that's mad. Like, is this... 2006 why who's still drinking those get a get a press (laughs) juice basic anyways um (laughs) so basically i found this new york times article um yeah because black girls do read um (laughs) and the article basically spoke about all the different reasons why a white person might call the police on a black person are there reasons reason one napping in a dorm lounge So you might have heard about this. This black girl at Yale was sleeping, um, working on her papers. It was 1.30 a.m. She presented her ID. Police got called. Bullshit. Mm. Reason number two, shopping. Three Mm. teenagers um, were looking for last-minute deals at Nordstrom Rack. Um, They paid for their things, left, were followed by police. Police... Um, the, some white person called the police on them because they look suspicious. Um, reason number three, leaving an Airbnb. Mm. Three black people loaded suitcases into their car after staying at an Airbnb in California, um, but they were halted by a police officer um, after a neighbor suspected that they were burglars. Wow. <laughs> reason number four, touring a college campus. These weren't black people. So people of color, we all get a little bit of these beautiful calls on us. Um, They were Native Americans um, touring Colorado State University. A parent felt worried. You know, they looked suspicious. They had weird T-shirts on, she said. And she called the police on them. Teenage boys, like, touring to go to college. Reason number four, or five, I don't even know what number I'm up to now. Golfing? Some black people were golfing because black people are allowed to golf in 2018. 
And the police got called on them. What the fuck? Um, look these stories up, people. Wait. I'm not making this up. So they had clubs and everything. Like, yes. they're on the court. Let me read exactly. Let me That's quote. Quote the insanity. New York Times. An owner and employees of Grandview Golf Club in Dover Township, Pennsylvania, a.k.a. Pennsylvania, Mm. Kind of a racist state. I want yeah. to say. <laughs> oh, you have to say it was we Pennsylvania. Know. Oh, because um, we know actually. Call the police on a group of black women who they said were playing too slowly on April twenty first. Oh my Officers God. left the I golf course after they quickly determined that this was not a police issue. Jeez. <laughs> Um, and then we all know about the Starbucks incident. Some guys were in Starbucks having a business meeting about real estate. How many of us have had meetings in Starbucks? Like, or just went to the bathroom. Or just went to the bathroom. And they, they market themselves as like a place there. that you can go. It's an open door kind of policy. Right. And they got the police called on them. And maybe you've seen this disgusting video of... Um, well, there's two at Waffle House. We live in New York, so we don't have Waffle House here. But if you live somewhere with Waffle House, fuck them. Don't go there. Not only did they drag a woman to the ground, had her titties exposed after she was like, you know, got into an argument. But it wasn't a dramatic argument where you had to do that to someone. Um, and then they took a guy who also went to Waffle House. Um, this guy was taking his sister to prom. They slammed him up against the the ground. Like, it's just crazy. And... And police aside, how they treat black people, I just wanted to address the fact that white people, when Mm -hmm. they call the police on black people, do they understand the ramifications that those things have? No. The the interactions that black people have with police officers tend to escalate. Exactly. Very quickly. Me, myself, I'm terrified of police. I don't want to get near them. Never. Right. It's crazy to think about that because... A lot of white people are like, well, what can I do and how can I be an ally? And it's like, word, okay, that's cute. But like, right. talk to your cousins and your uncles and your aunts that will be quick to call the cops on people touring a school. Yeah. And like, so I was on Twitter looking at, you know, looking at this topic and it's pretty popular right now on Twitter. Um Jay Salicious, I think that's how you need to say her Twitter name. Hey, Jay. But she tweeted, um, why don't we, black people, call the cops on white people like they do us? Kind of down. Do our unconscious biases make them seem non-threatening slash criminal? Or do we not see police as protection? The latter, for me at least. I I would never in my life want to even fool around with the cops. Like, if I could not involve them, I'm probably going to call, like... My father first, if some yep. shit is popping off. Yep. Like, you just, I've just seen things get too crazy. Like, I just feel like I, I might be in need and I would call the police and I'm going to end up being the person who's doing wrong. Like, yo, do y'all that's remember? That's the very last resort, you know? Do you remember when, I don't know if you were there, Glenn, but I remember Shade, you were there when we went to Pearl. Shout out to Pearls. Trinidadian own. Um, basically we went to Pearl's, we were hanging out, hanging out and I was mad, like shaken up because right before I got there, do you remember Shade? This white guy. I remember this. You, okay. Yes. Oh, was yes. like kicking down my door. That's like terrifying. So basically my mom goes to Trinidad every year cause she's Miss, Miss Carnival. Mm-hmm. And so I was in the apartment by myself and I was doing, uh, laundry and it overflowed into this white guy's apartment and like, all right, I fucked up. I'm sorry. 
but it did not warrant him coming up and kicking my door. As soon as like I realized it was overflowing, I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. He was like, open up the fucking door, open up the fucking door, kicking it like a psychopath. And I was like, I'm by myself, you're scaring me. I literally said that. I'm by myself, you're scaring me. I called my sister and she's like, call the police. I could not, not call the police. I was terrified of the police getting involved. In fact, yeah. I, I called 911 and I said, could you all go to 5G? That's his apartment because he's under me. And they were like, well, we would have to go to your apartment because you called the police. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. Called my neighbor. Yep. And my neighbor helped defuse the situation. That's crazy. I feel you. I like Jay Licious's. Is it, is it Jay, Jay Licious's? Jay Licious? <laughs> <laughs> I like her other yeah. point, though, on like... <laughs> do we not find them as threatening as they find us? Cause I mm-hmm. will find myself like walking through Saratoga park, shout out best eye, shout out Macon street. <laughs> Anyways, I'll find myself like walking through the park at night where pre gentrification, that was like not a thing. Like, and there'll yeah. be like white people kind of like running around with their dogs, but I'm not going to lie. And y'all going to flame me up. I know what people. you're finna say. Because I, I, I agree with you. Low key, probably. Oh, there might be a, a black person in the park, too, with their hoodie on or their dog. And I'm like, I, but I'm not I threatened know. by the white person. I know. Mm. And that's really sad. I don't know what sad. that's about. I, I know. We, we, I mean, it's not our fault, necessarily. But I also, well, okay, there's two things at play here. Probably our own position as, like, kind of black people of privilege. Um, There's a dash of that. You know, and this becomes like an unfamiliarity with a certain kind of lifestyle or aesthetic or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, for the record, like naturally paranoid of everybody. So I don't really care. <laughs> like, I'm an equal opportunist. I'm paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody could get it. But it's crazy. Like today... There was a man standing on the... There's a child, like, running up and down the street, right? And I'm like, oh, kid, whatever. Then there's a man just standing on the corner, just standing there. And I never, like, put two and two together that maybe he's waiting for this child. Like, I'm thinking there's just a man standing on the corner. And I'm like, (laughs) why are you standing there? Like, is there something you're supposed to be... Like, what are you doing? He didn't even have a phone in his hand. I'm like, "Maybe maybe he's up to something. Like, my... Damn, Glenn. Glenn, are you not a cop? It's terrible. (laughs) Fuck. Shit, you gotta try to undo that though. But it's I feel so you. Like, true. We, we're being fed the same shit that white people exactly. are. Exactly. There's yeah. levels. They're pumping this stuff into For sure. us. Especially like, I know you were just in Alabama, if you wanna like plug that real quick. But oh, yes. when Tell you go to the South, that. I National feel like. Ge- Geographic? I'm like ooh, ooh. Yeah, okay. So <gasps> that was a seriously complex situation, right? Um, so yeah, I was traveling through Alabama. I'm doing this travel story for National Geographic on the Civil Rights Trail. So I, very very popping. So I started the trip um, in Birmingham, and then I drove to Selma. Um, Selma is so interesting because so much happened there um, during the Civil Rights Movement. Like such a place of change, right? Uh, so we're in this church called Brown Chapel, which is where they organized the march to Montgomery. Mm. And there's a project right across the street. It's sort of in this, like, gated-in community. And, like, it's mind-blowing to me that in Brown Chapel, like, where Martin Luther King, like, preached from the pulpit, they were organizing. There's this project now across the street where there's serious gang violence, drugs, all this stuff. And, like, the week before we got there, apparently, like, 200 rounds had been let off there. I don't know, and it starts. It, you know, makes you think about just like the state of Black life right now, and it's very like uh, ironic, I guess, that these two things are in the same place. But furthermore, 
Right. Like you're talking about like the like how you engage with black folks different right. places, right? In Birmingham, I'm saying hi to everyone. It feels very sweet and nice. And those are black people as well, black, white, whatever we're speaking. But Selma, it was like a different thing. It's like people are sitting on their stoops and they're in front of like their homes are like run down. Like I'm just like, how is anybody even living there? Mm-hmm. And we're speaking, but I noticed a, a sense of like hesitation in myself mm-hmm. that I had to check. I'm like, yo, there's some kind of bias or weird like privilege that you're giving off right now in this moment. Yeah. But anyway, check your privilege. Yeah, I had to check my privilege, honestly. And it was very crazy to me because I I had been thinking that going to the South, that like the enemy or the person that I would fear the most would be the white man. Oh, sorry, that would be the the person I would fear the most would be the white man, right? And I did have that kind of like fear because I saw Confederate flags everywhere and that shit made me like tense up. But then there were moments when I walked into I remember walking into a Chitlin restaurant and I was like, whew, all right. Walk in there like you are not a little nervous. Hold on. I just need to click. There's a, a <laughs> there restaurant was, dedicated to Chitlin. It was. My dad had to go there. It was Wait, called. It said hot those? Chitlin plates. Have you eaten we, Chitlin? I've never. No. Vegan life, boo. Okay. <laughs> but I still like, I don't know. It, that's a whole complex thing. But the, the last thing was that some kind of like dealing with this all in my mind, like seeing black people living this kind of way. It was really fucking heartbreaking, especially in this place where so much change happened. And then I watched five black boys be pulled over by the police um and they were just it was hot as fuck that day like 90 degrees in the south and they had on like khaki pants like they were coming from school and they were all shirtless and cops just pulled up on them like bumped up on the sidewalk and were like hold up what's going on here and and in that moment i was like this is so fucked up right Right. when at the same time maybe i had been making assumptions about black people blocks before right Mm -hmm. but then in that moment to see them be pulled over by the cops was really i don't know it was eye-opening in this way me and my father just drove up and down we just kept turning around the block and driving around and around just so that we could like watch and see what happened was going on like because if we could be witnesses we would be i don't know i'm gonna plug us real quick though because this is the whole point of of why we have these conversations right like we aren't the only black people thinking about these things Mm. and it's not just so much to like educate white people because that's not our jobs and that's Mm -hmm. not what we came here to do but it's really like to have the dialogue because i'm sure there's so many other people that feel this way and it's like how do you navigate spaces how do you figure all this shit out when in the span of 10 minutes you could have such vast opinion exactly yeah it's really it's, it's difficult yeah, yeah that that um there was a like a blackish episode that kind of talked about um i think it was the oldest son dre he got into Harvard, howard yeah which mm-hmm. is at hbcu mm-hmm. and stanford are we gonna do explore, uh, explanatory comments <laughs> i guess so it's happening i mean i mean i'm sorry no no nah, nah, i, I mess with you that is shout out to code switch <laughs> <laughs> um and like they were talking about how at Howard, like something that was so incredible for Dre Jr. was seeing the diversity amongst Black people, yeah. like mm. that there were so different, so many different types. And I feel like that's why that's why I love our group chat. Like there's people with single parents. There's people who you know their parents have been married their whole life. There's people with it's just like all different sorts of people. Yeah, <laughs> but you but we're all Black. Exactly. And I mean, I went to Howard and I saw that firsthand. I remember when I first, whew, girl, y'all got issues, but I'm coming into myself, right? Oh my God, it's like therapy. Yeah. No, because when I first went to Howard, 
uh, I was the only one. Well, I had friends that were also going to Howard with me, but of my like really close friends, no one was going to HBCUs. And I would go to visit their campuses. I remember coming to visit Sade, and I'd be like, "Yo, this is crazy." There's like white borders. There's like. <laughs> Yeah, after a while, I, I I think I went there once and I thought it was cool. And then I went back and I was like, oh, fuck out of here. This shit is <laughs> sus as hell. Why am I in this white ass dorm? It was just like, whew, girl, I don't know how you did that. But I remember when I first was on campus, my mom was like, I told my mom I wanted to go to a diverse school. And she was like, there's diversity in blackness. Like, mm. And it, yes, it, it took me until I graduated to see that. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to segue yeah. into another topic that we've been discussing in the chat mm-hmm. just because this made me think of it so the azalea banks, banks cardi b clapbacks mm. and you yeah. have two all right i'm not gonna put homegirl on a pedestal azalea banks is seemingly of this more educated, educated. black woman whereas right. cardi b is the antithesis of that or mm-hmm. so this is the rhetoric azalea banks is trying to spit a child don't get lost in the sauce <laughs> right which is what people people were saying was super classist um yeah and so ugh, there's so many levels to this that i think is interesting so hold on i have some i want to just read a couple of things that uh azalea banks had said so i think on twitter she called azalea banks an illiterate untalented rat Oh, she called Cardi B. Cardi, Cardi B. B. I'm sorry, Azalea Banks called Cardi B that. So she's on a she's doing an interview with. Um, Imagine if she was white. Would that be okay? That I mean, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, so DJ Envy brings it up, which is hilarious because she was shading him the whole time. She was just trying to like side with Charlemagne, um, calling yeah whatever. But Leonard, yeah, you know they were like <laughs> we're both misunderstood, blah blah blah. But DJ Envy asks her about it and she's like yeah i said it because cardi b is essentially a caricature of black women she goes on to say two years ago the conversation surrounding black women's culture was really reaching an all-time high there's just this real there was just this really 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 intelligent conversation going on nationally and then everything just kind of changed and then it was like cardi b um i don't know so wait, let me just see if there's anything else. Oh, she says, I'm just talking about this caricature of black women that black women themselves would never be able to get away with. Like if my spelling and grammar was that bad, I'd be canceled. So, okay. Azalea yeah. has a it complex. Was... Mm. Like, I think, I don't know. What, what did she mean when she was like black, pe- black women themselves? Is she saying that Cardi's not black enough? Because she's Dominican as well? I know, because it seems to say like if I... By her saying, if my spelling and grammar was that bad, I'd, ne- I'd be canceled. It feels like she's alluding to, like, colorism right. to me. But I thought it was interesting that she said, like, she's she's portraying this caricature of black women that black women couldn't get away with, which is, like, society says that the way Cardi B is performing is not okay. So isn't it kind of, like, revolutionary that she's on a pedestal doing all these things that are not, like, quote-unquote, like, respectable for a black woman? Mm. I think... That it's controversial, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, she's from the Bronx. She has what a high school diploma mm-hmm. and started and started stripping and making her money. Like we do have these rappers, you know. I mean, Ti thinks he's Webster's out here, and like Sounds a lot crazy. of people reaching. <laughs> but like, you know what? He's trying. I'm even thinking about this in the moment as I'm just like talking, like. That's almost even more so of us trying to get this seat at the table because yeah. one, yes, you do not have to be educated. Like education is not equated to whiteness, but yeah. like we are allowed to have our 
own culture and through that our own expression and the and way vernacular we speak and vernacular and you know nobody it, cardi's not writing a thesis on right. every instagram post if she doesn't use their there and there correctly right. like that's not what she's out here doing and then azelia is funny to me because there's literally videos of her like dancing to bodak <laughs> yellow right. like I don't know. I feel like she is really reaching for attention mm-hmm. and she's able to find a space through twisting it into this like she's tearing the black woman down and I just don't think that that's fair. Yeah. You want to I don't know, yo. Like this is it's so complicated. Like mm-hmm. I I feel like it does kind of make me uncomfortable that like the wom- the black woman who like white people seem to love is Cardi B and she's Agreed. like and granted she might be being herself and and let me just put this out there I fucking love Cardi B so I'm not a hater at all like she's Trini and Dominican I fucks with her but she is not what she's not necessarily who I would want to represent me now I'm not saying that's her job to represent me but I do find it interesting that white people like to see us when we're acting like that I agree yeah like and- it's come to, they like that like even Tiffany Haddish like People fucking love her. White people love her. They and do. She, she's talented. She's amazing. But let's be honest. She plays that role all the time. That like hood black chick all the time. Right. And that's that's not all we are. I mean, that is that is one type of black woman. Right. That is a real black woman. But that's not all we are. And it seems like white people love that version the most. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I totally agree. Because, well, another thing that I think um, Azalea Banks was getting at, she thought that... Cardi B is basically like an insurgent or something. Cardi B alongside all these other rappers that glorify like taking um, prescription pills and drinking lean. Like why, these, all these artists are backed by all this, this money and all of these like record companies that are run by powerful white men. Like why are those images that are being pushed to the forefront for like young people of color to absorb and like imitate? Well, I'm, is it I'm gonna sound like a hotep. Like, yeah, is it a conspiracy? I, I got an OD conspiracy That's a theory. conspiracy, right? Like, I feel like since some, I feel like I read somewhere or somebody tweeted somewhere that that the music industry, like that they're investing in like private prisons, so it makes sense for them to push that agenda. Is that real? I don't. know. Oh, I saw that I've heard too. This. So maybe that's why. But also, I don't know if that's true. But I Where don't you saw that it. on one of them Hotep uh, Instagram pages. Yep, like, like <laughs> black kings and queens. Exactly. Fuck white people. Yeah. It's one of them accounts. And yeah, the icon is like an onk <laughs> mad, with like mad colors. Nefertiti. A black yeah. Jesus. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's interesting because I feel like it's a little bit hypocritical of her to say all of this and, you know, it's an agenda and they're using us. But then like... Why are you here, like, tearing people down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. She's all... Exactly. It's like... Cause I don't know. white people... All right. Maybe they don't. I'm, I'm also going to sound like a hope tap again. But I think white people like seeing us fight. Like, I they like, like seeing us fight. So I'm sure they do. <laughs> Real hot hey. housewives of Atlanta. Oh, yeah. You're right. I was just in the middle of watching Basketball Wives. <laughs> oh, my I God. I missed Basketball Wives last <laughs> night. Was it good? It's fucking hilarious. All I'm saying Jackie is when Christie. we pop, we need to get paid by BH1. Uh, any Hotep accounts, <laughs> multiple podcasts that we mentioned. 
<laughs> the New York Times. But all seriousness, was Basketball Wives last night good? I start. I only started it. Um, oh, you couldn't, just you couldn't take it, Miss Howard. Just kidding. I mean, no, honestly, I went on a, a like a hiatus. I'm not watching any more of that stuff, but mm-hmm. I will watch Basketball Wives because. Uh, Jackie Christie is fucking hilarious. Like, I can't. I was um, a caricature. I, I think it's just us that watches that. Like, I think it's like an inner black people thing. That, but, but then I sit and I think about like Sandy at home. <laughs> she's forty, right? And she's white. Well, watching. That's, like, that's how I feel about Cardi B. Well, that was the whole thing. Wow, what's that show? It was like the Black SNL. Do you remember the Mar the uh, Wings? Oh, what's it called? Mad it called? TV? No, 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 no. In oh, Living Color. Color. In Living Color. I literally read like an article and wrote a paper about this, about like how there was such an issue about that because to black people it's all funny, but to like like white people it's like almost like you're um, a, a, a minstrel show. Yeah. Like yeah. even you know Dave the Dave Chappelle show like. So do we then like edit ourselves to make sure that. Where appropriate for white for audiences? White no, oh, that's whack as fuck. But I feel you because I was but talking to someone. But they're seeing this, and they and 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 for some people, this is their only experience with black people, and that's what they see. But that's another problem in general, right? In terms of representation, sure. honestly, I that's feel true. like it yeah. is what it is because <laughs> I didn't like, honestly, up. fuck it. I, honestly, like <laughs> fuck it. No, because I'll never forget. I went to Wales when I was like. 11 or 12 with my well chorus traveled. at the time. Ooh, <laughs> black girls travel too. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm, I'm in Wales for, um, on tour with my chorus. And these Welsh people are like, the Brooklyn Youth Choir. <laughs> Brooklyn, have you seen a gun before? Oh my oh God. Oh my God. Even in the gang. And like, that was their perception of Brooklyn. And yeah, I know you're going to blast me on that accent. I don't know what it was, but whatever. <laughs> um, but I was just like, um, no, I've, I've never seen a gun. Oh, they asked if there are crackheads, if I've ever seen crack, like really, really crazy I've questions that at times like didn't <laughs> yeah, offend me. So. I was just like, oh, y'all are mad ignorant. Right. Now I'm just in London last summer and I'm like, oh, I'm from Brooklyn. And people are like, Brooklyn. Oh my God. Jay-Z. Oh my God. Like mm-hmm. the coolest places, Williamsburg, like, right. like as though it's the coolest place safest place in the world right so it's just like people are ignorant and i'm not gonna change myself to play into their ignorance and make it so that you know they can be comfortable like that's just bullshit well that's interesting so uh cardi said um what was her response cardi's alleged ghost written i know like i'm sorry her publicist wrote that probably maybe I think they collaborated. No. Even if she did, like, <laughs> whatever. Together. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people send out statements from other, via a publicist, right? I'm just going to say, like, Cardi, live your best life. And if you're listening to Black Girls Texting, we, we love, love you. you. Oh, I was going to say, send us some money, but. <laughs> I love watching her win, though, for, for real. Like, somebody was I pointing out how, like, on at the Met Gala, or whenever you see her publicly, she always looks a little scared in her eyes, like. Mm. She's still she's not still comfortable. Girl. Yeah, she's still regular. I saw her in Zara, and she was mad shy. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, Cardi, Cardi, um, can, I'm Trini too. Can I take a picture with you?" And she was like, "Yeah." Like she was mad timid. I was expecting some oh huge personality. God. She's like, she's not. I don't think she's comfortable in this fame yet. 
Yeah, so, so she says, I'm from the hood. I speak how I speak. I am how I am. I did not choose to be famous. People chose me. Mm. People followed me on Instagram, and the people gave me a platform to introduce my talent. I never asked to be an example or a role model. I don't want to change my ways because I'm famous. Real. That's what mm. I just... That's what I just mind my business. Oh, okay. <laughs> she did write that herself. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is so wrong. Um, and then she goes on to say, this coming from a woman that bleached her skin but wants to be an advocate. Advocate? Goodbye. I'm not apologizing or killing myself because of who I am. Uh, and then one more part. So because I point out, uh, oh, oh, actually, no, this is not. This is a response from Azealia Banks. Which now I'm kind of tired of her, to be honest, after having this conversation with you all. I was kind of caping for her to an extent. You know I wasn't. caping. I was seeing both sides. (laughs) I was seeing both sides. But now it just kind of seems like she's just, is there just kind of being a bully? Like, what's the point? Like, she knows she can out-talk Cardi, so that's what she's doing. Azealia, you have an album about to drop. You did your Anna Wintour. Yes, we get it. This is your PR. Listen to this nastiness, y'all. I'm so sorry to cut you off, but she says, you're illiterate. You're a baby mama. For baby oh, mama, God. your baby mama four or five to a man who has women crawling out of woodworks. What? Who has women crawling out of the woodworks with kids? Then she says, you're a real life episode of Maury, sis. I was just telling somebody that sis is so shady. This I like fucked sis. Up. The fact that your overall statisticness is being merited, oh. that is just, oh my God. As success is a clear indication that the suits backing you are using you as a weapon against black women's consciousness and culture. Uh, Hotep Azealia. I mean, Cardi is probably being used. I will say that. But Azealia, what are you doing, though? You're not support. Like, it's not like you're supporting her in any way. You're just tearing her down. Right. Like, I don't know. There's such a different way to go about this if this is the the root of your issue. But Mm -hmm. it really just seems like jealousy. And even on things that she's done herself, like... The skin bleaching, which now she talks about the hyperpigmentation, and mm-hmm. she tried to bring it back to, oh, well, I'm dark-skinned, so hyperpigmentation. But I've watched those videos of her talking about bleaching her skin, and I never once heard her talk about that. Yeah, so she's a complex. there's that. And then she was going to get her butt done. Like, just... Oh, my God. Did you see the picture that Hennessy, uh, Cardi's sister, yeah. posted? Yeah. Of Azalea. I got to show it to you. She's in, like, out. this denim thong. But oh, I remember when she wore like, that. She's like, is this your yeah. advocate? She looks crazy. She was trying to gain weight to get her butt done. She was texting Remy Ma about what to do about her vagina? Yes. Oh she wanted, God. like, maybe a labiaplasty or something? Yes. What's wrong with her vagina? She said it. I think she literally said to Remy Ma that it looked like rose beef curtains. She, down I think there. she did. I Which she some that. I actually did for my research, and some women do have rose beef curtains because I also listened to what's that other podcast with with my with the love of my life, lip Angela. Service. Yes, yes, lip service. Um, and that's just shout oh, that's out. Very real. That's some hey, people's vagina. That, it is what it is, Azealia. But whatever, it's, all vaginas it's are whatever. beautiful. <laughs> I'm just saying you can't go as long as it's knocking clean. someone. And then, you know, you got your own skeletons in your closet. I just don't think that that's right. I think that everything she's doing is just a big PR play. So shout outs to you. Hope your album does well. (laughs) I don't mean that. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Is there going to come here and beat your ass from New York? (laughs) Oh, my God. I just realized all the poppin' female artists are from New York. Yeah. 
We holding it down. Yeah. Shout out to New York. We're from Brooklyn. Side note, someone told me they saw J-Lo at Sotheby's over the weekend and that she looked very old. Don't like, believe it. J-Lo's my queen. It. All right. Fake news. None of, none of, we're just going to edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> I didn't say it. Someone <laughs> told me. I don't need J-Lo coming for me. I'm just saying. Anyway. All the mamitas. That's right. That's right. So what do we think now with all this being said about the status of black women? Um... Cardi B can't talk this way and behave this way because it makes us look bad. Even the way like we express ourselves through our hair, our nails, our makeup is ghetto, but then it's yep. cool mm-hmm. when oh when, when a Kardashian does it. does it exactly yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna hit y'all with the segue. I feel like I. I'm like a segue. What is she about to say? All right, segue. I'm like, I'm hit, her, hit us with the segue. Honestly, like, buy me a little, like, segue thing, <laughs> and then I'll come into the podcast, like, you'll just usher us on uh, to the next Yeah, chapter. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to talk about, so I'm going to plug myself. I, I love me some fashions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got the CFDA. Now tell us what that is. Comma, Council of Fashion Designers of America. Oh, sounds fancy. Yes, super fancy. So they are giving Miss Kim Kardashian West the first ever <laughs> influencer award. So this is a totally new award. Right. Apparently, That's Tommy good. Hilfiger thought that this would be a great idea. Um, because it of, is, is it is with the times. Yeah, it is with the times. Influencers are very important. We see them on blogs and is Instagram. that what influencer means in terms of social media? I believe it's social we are media. influencers. Yes, <laughs> that you go, Chelsea Rojas. Yeah, go ahead, put that out there. Um, Chelsea Pinky on Instagram. <laughs> but I think it's it's pretty interesting that she's going to be the first person to receive this award. Yeah, and. Real quick side note, the award's taking place at the Brooklyn Museum. Issa Rae is hosting. Oh my God. Shout out to Brooklyn. Get in there? Wait, Shout out to Issa. When is it? Believe- oh, yeah, Glenn, write, write that you're press. I'm, I'm, I know. Let's, let's finesse. <laughs> I believe it's finesse. June 1st. Uh, if anyone's listening, they got some press passes. I mean, we yeah, we are press. Oh, girl. Black we girls texting review. All right. <laughs> um, so, yes. Yeah, so- Wait, but why didn't Issa get it? Issa Does got Issa a have looks? Show. Let's talk she's, about it. She's hosting. Isn't Hold on. Let's, let's, let's get the quotes she's, she's out. Like, let's get the like quotes. chill looks. Tommy Hilfiger said, oh, it's fashion. if you, you think about influencers either. and how they've changed our industry, I think we should acknowledge that. Okay. So the board agreed. Um, and and Miss Kim herself retweeted the announcement and added, OMG, 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 <laughs> heart, eyes, emojis. So... I think this is very interesting because while I will give her her credit where her credit is due. She's gorgeous. A lot of what they mm-hmm. they do is just taking bits and pieces from black culture <laughs> and putting it on this pedestal. Facts. And we, like you guys said, don't get away with that type of stuff. Right. So for her to get this influencer award based on influence that she's gained from looks and and just right every 
she's been influenced by us. Right. She Where's set, our influencer award? She doesn't set trends. She doesn't come up with new things. No, absolutely she's not. She's pulling from the archives of black style and I mean, culture. I'm just going to say she wore this Versace dress to the Met Gala after party. Naomi wore it already. Oh. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. And the same, it. The same dress. Same dress. Slame. Slame, 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 slame. dress. Same yeah. dress. Okay, so if Kim didn't get it, though, who would get it? I mean, I'm, I want to say Rihanna, but she just won something. And she's also, is Rihanna an influencer? She's a singer. Okay, see, yeah. I'm thinking about who has, influ- I'm thinking of the word influence, like who influences the culture. I think it's different. I think like an influencer has to do with like, like online presence and apps and things like that. Okay. I'm not sure, but like I feel like YouTubers are influencers, tweeters. Who do we, who do we look for? People who are like who famous for, for not necessarily a talent. I mean, okay. Maybe? If we're going to keep it 100, Kim has done some pretty impressive work with her Beauty line with Kimogis. her fragrances, her kimoji. And let's not forget she used to be wearing BB. Right. And now. <laughs> right. And holding Paris Hilton's purse. Exactly. Right. So she has uh, come very far. She came far up. She came up. In her fashion. So, I mean, the glow up could be impar- partially due to Mr. Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Prayers mm-hmm. out for Kanye West. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that another time. Oh, poor guy. But that's a, that's a black man influencing this white woman telling her how to dress like how to have this kind of like finesse i don't know like i always listen to my father and he's like you know something i love about black people especially black women is no matter what we hold ourselves to a certain standard you know your grandma would always Mm, have her hair done mm -hmm. she would always you know look presentable i'll never forget this my grandmother bless her soul, had oxygen mm-hmm. and my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend at the time was coming over to meet her. He was white. And <laughs> all right, Chelsea. <laughs> Anyways, and she was like, hold on and had to powder her face oh, and put a wig on to sit in the bed. <laughs> yes. And I was like, okay, Eliza. <laughs> right. And yeah. I think a lot about a lot of that at at a certain time was like you don't want your neighbors to talk bad about you. Yes. You're not looking crazy. They're gonna be wondering what what's going on in that house. Right, right. But also I think right. it was a, a having that sense of pride when we didn't even have anything. Exactly. Mm. Which is a gift and a curse. I think it's great to be prideful and to kind of like show that in your the way you present yourself. But that also has gotten us so caught up in the, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. You got yeah. Jordans and, and all this stuff, but your your credit's not right. Right. Yeah. Well that's another thing entirely. I know. We could we could we could go on and on and on on these types of things. Y'all got good credit? Do I even um, have credit? Well, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm you know, we're working on I'm that. Working on we're, that. Right, we're working on building that. Uh, <laughs> holla at the Black Girls Texting. Follow our financials and, and we'll see where we get. We're learning. We're learning. But I think it's really important that we don't, like, call things ghetto or ratchet or, you know, yeah. like, I jokingly love to call my nails, like, ratchet nails, but, like, in a sense of pride of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Like, they're always done. Isn't that crazy, though? Like, five years ago, if you had long acrylics, people would think that you were crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, that was not acceptable. Oh, God. 
It's giving me anxiety because I'm now I'm thinking about Khloe Kardashian with her long coffin shaped nails. Yeah. Yes. Or at Coachella, everybody, every white girl had cornrows. Every yeah. white girl had cornrows. Everybody had uh, aggressive bronzer on mm-hmm. <laughs> a colored lip. What's her name? Well, our friend Noelle has a fucking lip line. And then who's that? Who's Gucci Mane's? Ke- Keisha Kaor. Keisha Kaor. I remember like back in the day, she would have all of them like... I used to call them Jamaican lips, <laughs> like the colorful ass lips. But at Coachella, all them white girls had like a yep. blue lip, a purple lip, yep. a orange lip. Like that's our shit. Right. And they all wear colorful ass um, lace fronts too. Oh my God. Yes. yes. They love a lace they front love now. A so like Pasa Pasa, dance hall queen. Yeah. Oh God. I've, We've been mm. doing this. Yeah. That's crazy. It's really, really crazy. And like it's, it's slowly, it's like they, they take little things over time like i'm even thinking about this dapper dan yeah. gucci collab oh my god like Speak gucci was it. suing dapper dan when he was making these mm. you know back in the 80s and 90s he was making these knockoffs and once he got really popular they were like oh oh no black man you're not doing this yeah and then went and copied styles that he even had. It's, it's, right. it's crazy. And then they brought him in. I almost don't know how I feel about that partnership. It, <sighs> he needs a seat at the table. The but seat guess, at the table. Exactly. It's like Virgil. Maybe, you guys, mm-hmm. we need a, a little, like, glossary of our sayings because... Oh, my God. We should start one. Right? Because I oh feel my God. like this We is- could make our own acronyms for texting. <laughs> oh, yes. Maybe? Okay. So, all right. Bear with us. The- a seat at the table. Okay. A. <laughs> no. Yeah, S- that's extra. <laughs> A to T. A sat man, like A <laughs> sat. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, a it's a seat at the table Rocky. complex. Um, exactly. And yeah, Virgil. I mean, it's amazing that he's going to be the head of menswear at Louis Vuitton, and he has his own line. But wait, so does he still get to keep his own line? I thought so he, he was giving up his. So line. he does keep his own line, but in a way, it seems like. Even after all his success with Off White, because Off White like really blew up, up, you know, he gets that extra credit and that like extra validation. It's like a check to a check plus because (coughs) of the Louis Vuitton stamp of approval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what makes getting those seats at at the table very like complicated, right? Like, why do you need that specific validation? And then you do. I mean, have y'all ever wondered why you gotta? opportunity and if it was given to you for your race like i remember Mm -hmm. when i was in the peace corps michelle obama came and i was chosen to like be in this special like round table discussion with her and there were already two other black girls in the room and somebody i was like i can't believe they chose me i was talking to this white guy that i'm friends with somehow friends with and he was like oh well you know why they chose you right oh because you're black and i was like what like but then did you then feel that way uh no then i got in the room and i started talking to her and i'm like no they chose me because i'm fucking smart hell yeah my business right um and there's there's three black girls in this room so what are you saying right did you guys give each other the black girl like sup we just yeah in a way the nod yeah we're bonded for life now bonded well for life but yeah but yeah, I don't know. Have you ever experienced anything like that? I mean, I'm trifling and I'll be the first one to be like, hell yeah. 
affirmative you, action. Yeah, you need a you need a black woman in this boardroom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you'll take that handout, right? I'll take the handout, but and I feel like I've talked to you guys about this too. Like, I'm down to to play this role and then just flip the script on motherfuckers because don't let me be in a position of power to put people in a certain place because I'll put all my niggas in there. I'll be like, okay. Now, oh, yeah. Now we got to have Shaniqua, Sherelle, J- Jamal, <laughs> all in the office. Right. They're going to be like, wow. This is like, say Sherelle. Yeah. You know, I'm like just Cheryl? making up names. <laughs> I'm making up names because I want to do Noah Jamal. Oh, I do know a Shaniqua. I don't know a Sherelle. <laughs> I like. I actually like that name. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean that's what you do. I was talking to somebody about this recently. Like, it's all about like gatekeepers, right? So mm-hmm. once you're given that position, you have to bring other people up with you, and then that's how you change the face of an industry. Hopefully. Well, that's good. I feel like a lot of Black people, unfortunately, don't do that though. Why do you? Why do you think that? Hmm, I don't know. I've just been like in certain situations where like so, a lot of black people do. I'm going to say that. But I've been in certain situations where like black people become so successful and so powerful and then they kind of forget that they're black. Yeah. The like my boy was syndrome. at the um my friend was at the Kentucky Derby recently and it's very super white space. Um most people there are of some sort of affluence, influence, whatever. And he saw a few black people, gave them the black man nod, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we in this white ass space together. And they kind of like turned their head. And like, I feel like that happens too. That's something that we also need to recognize and talk about and be real about. Mm -hmm. It's not all kumbaya always. Even think about when we went to Essence last year. And um, I think it was April Ryan, Angela Ray, or Rye, I forgot how to say her last name. uh, Auntie Maxine. <laughs> what up? Um, and they were talking about their their um, experience on Washington and how Amarosa will do her best to, if she's in a, a space with them, to make sure that she's different from them. Like, mm. separate herself from them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. skin folk is not, not always kinfolk. your kin folk. That's what they Ooh. said. Like, and like, I feel like I've experienced that, unfortunately. I've also That's experienced trash. like getting help from black people, but I've also, and I think we need to be honest about it, black people are just like, they get a little powerful and they yeah. get crazy. I mean, okay, I won't lie. We've talked about this. I don't always love the black nod. She doesn't like the nod. On, when you're traveling. Because she went to Trinity. You have to do that when, oh my God. Go and, and my mom will be the first one, like, we'll go somewhere and there's like another black family and she's like, oh! My God! Yes. yes. Hello. You walk to the table and you speak. And it's yes. A, and and oh it's a double-edged sword for me because I feel like it's really dope, but then I feel like it just makes me feel even more like, oh right, because we're normally not in these spaces. I can see how you would say that. I just want to be like, yo, we out here. Like you out here, we out here. No, whatever. but it's not like but you that. can it's still like say we out here. Yeah, it's like oh, we that's out my people's. Yeah, because as a diaspora, as a family, like we're a community. Yeah, y'all weren't you supposed speak to be there. You are. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that more now. But at first, it was just like, Ugh. yeah, cringy. I guess. I guess I can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the nice. I've come a long me. way. No, I've sorry. come a long way. We're gonna have to have a relationship we're, we're episode and oh, yeah. break it all down. A long way a l- to the black penis. Oh wow! <laughs> Putting that out there. Although yeah. it's quite light skin. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um. Woo. So back to K 
Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Well, actually, I wanted to add two things to what uh, Chelsea was saying. Well, <laughs> real quick, I mean, whatever. I've, I've been in spaces where I've gone over to black people and just like sit down and say what up and try to have that we're the only black people in the room thing. And they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, you don't know we're supposed to be doing this? I don't know. It's very strange to me. <laughs> Because if I go in a room and there's all white people, immediately I'm sca- I'm looking for black people. I, that's where I go first. And then maybe I'll go for a woman, but she has to be, like, a little alternative looking. I, I just, like, try to fi- like find... Like Indian or something. Something. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, well, then I'll go to the next person of color. And then if they're white, there's got to be, like, something off. Eclectic. Yeah, something got to be different. Maybe. You have to set some type of struggle. Something got to be a... Maybe have, like, a half-shaved head. Something. I don't know. <laughs> Not talking to like a blonde woman, but (laughs) eventually, but also she's the last on the totem pole. (laughs) Dead ass. Um, I think in certain industries, black people think there's only room for like one of us. So I've been in situations where I've reached out to people that I admire and they just fucking curve me. Yeah. And I will never do that. Do you know what's so, so crazy is that when you're in those spaces, you almost feel like you have to kind of like hold it down for everybody. Like when you're the only black. Yeah, or like when there's a few of you. So I wonder if it's like, I, you know, worked really hard to be here and I want to kind of like establish a certain like precedent of who we are and I don't know you. I mean, I don't know what goes through these people's heads because I'm, I'm, know. I'm yeah. down to put everybody on. I'm just throwing out I don't know hypotheticals. There's no way to justify it, really. <clears throat> Some some black people like being the token. Let's be honest. Some like people do. I went to um, Colgate and oh, I was a part of a very white sorority, like one of the whitest in the country. And That's there terrifying. were also um, white fraternities. And I remember there were there was like I don't know. It was like there was this black guy in a fraternity. I won't say what fraternity. He probably knows who he is. And he liked mm. being the only black person. Like he liked that feeling. Some people like being a token. Like, but what I don't does really that get look it. like? Like, what is that? Was like he getting more attention? Or, like, why would like he like that? Like, everyone thinks he's so cool. But in reality, he was, like, the corniest black guy. Yeah. Like, basically was a white man with black skin. Yeah. Um, super corny. I wonder <laughs> how they, like, navigate the sunken place. Because I have a lot of friends like that. And, yo, it's crazy how you, like, learn and your eyes are open. But, like... Y'all niggas dead ass in the sunken place out here just like rubbing shoulders with Becky, Tom, and Tim. Cause like when shit really hits the fan, they don't really have your back. But I can understand how you can get there. Like it's, white life looks so nice. Like this is gonna sound fucked up, but Does I was it? on Instagram looking at, I was looking at wedding, I was having like weird wedding fever Uh-oh. And, and whatever. And I was looking at like brides and like all these fucking white brides in their uh, grassy Hamptons weddings. And I was like, shit, like, I know I could you have, have that. that too. I could get you a grassy Hamptons wedding. No, I know I could have that. But even just a black person having that, that's kind of like a black person in a white Space. space and doing something white. So we gotta go it? to Africa. <laughs> go to the vineyard and do it. Okay. Oh yeah. Martha's, I have a Martha's Vineyard is kinda like vineyard. a white it's like a it's like black people trying to be white, kind is of Is it? Or is it just kind we of wanted to go to the beach and we were like well, this is going to be our haven. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but they, they ex, I don't go there. But so they ex other really black people out. There. They ex black people out. I do you have look to be a certain at the Martha's black. Vineyard yeah. blacks a little 
fit differently. Obama, no I know you went to the vineyard. You were not included in this. But you <laughs> know boasts. you know those black people that, you know, yeah, they a lot of them, their parents are the token mm-hmm. and yeah. kind of have groom them to be the next token and yeah. they pass this down in this like secret society i mean yeah let's let's air it out glenn jack and jill oh. <laughs> i still have never been to martha's vineyard how i, I went jillster I, I don't know and yo i never been we used to go to the jersey shore okay and i would be like and then everyone would be like will we see you on the vineyard this summer yeah but you're like the most down like, to earth jack and jill person yeah I've ever been. Glenn, explanatory not- comma let the people know what the jack and jill is what is jack so, and jill i guess it's just a social club for middle class black people but although i think like when you look up what it's for nothing per- like they don't say anything specific about like socioeconomic status per se, but it's supposed to be about like giving you access to like, oh God, I wish I could read. And you have to be invited, was. right? You're right. Yeah. You have to be in. Yeah. If you want to pull it up, you have to be invited. Um, but there's things like, you know, I, I was in it since <coughs> I was like seven and t- through high school till I was a senior and we go skiing, we go horseback riding. We do a lot of like bougie ass white things. Shit? Yeah, but then I was also in the Brooklyn chapter, so we would like supposed to we were supposed to do go to the movies or something, and we would just go smoke Black and Milds, oh. um, and just do shit that we Can't everybody else would do because we all lived doing hood rat things. Hood, yeah, we all lived in Bedside and Flatbush, so like I, I I'm so fucking grateful that I at least had those like multiplicities or whatever. Otherwise, I could be in Connecticut. Oh, God. Like, a Connecticut Jack and Jill chapter would be terrible. Yikes. Does it say anything specific at all? Okay, should I read the Wikipedia? Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, you tell me if something seems off. Okay, mm-hmm. Glenn, you'll be the fact checker. It says, Jack and Jill of America. Jack and Jill of America is an African-American organization formed during the Great Depression. It was formed in 1938 by African-American mothers with the idea of bringing together children in a social and cultural environment. It is headquartered in Washington, D.C. The objectives of Jack and Jill of America Incorporated are to create a medium of contact for children which... Which will assimilate, which will simulate growth and development and provide children constructive educational, cultural, civic, health, recreational, and right. social programs. Since 1938, the organization continues on dedicating its resources to improving the quality of life, particularly for all African American children, but you can't be from the projects. Right. Ooh. Right. Yo, that's That wasn't thing. on Wikipedia. I added that. <laughs> and that in 1938, so you had to be real Generic, right. You had to pass oh, yeah. a, a, a paper, paper bag, bag test. test. And you're right. When you make things invitation only, then it, things only operate within a certain world, right? That's like white shit, like yeah. country clubs and debutante yeah. All of that is that done shit. intentionally. Like, I remember going to Cape Cod. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, it, it, the, all of these little getaways are like carefully constructed. Absolutely. To maintain a certain quality of life. I want to get back to what you said about, what did you just say? That white life looks so... It looks nice, yo. (laughs) White life looks nice. It looks nice. I want a fucking house with a white picket fence and a little brown, nice dog fluffing around. Right. And like a little cook and servant. Like that shit looks fun. Ooh, now she's adding a cook and a servant. Yeah, that's really nice white life. But like, it's still white life. I don't know. All my boarding school friends live like that. I think we're going to have to get into this and and really break down even our language in terms of, like, what is white? Right. What is a white activity? Right. 
we're all guilty of it, but I mean, okay, how many black people you know go horseback riding, Shade? I know. Oh well, I know some folks. They own Jack and Joe. I <laughs> cannot say I know okay, many exactly. uh, like like black equestrians <laughs> per oh, se. Weekend, shout out to you. Wasted time. <laughs> uh, but you know, this is this is our job here in this chat to 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 change the dialogue, to change mm-hmm. the definitions. And to challenge our own challenge conceptions our own. and misconceptions, you know, maybe and, and biases. Next yeah, weekend, yeah, yeah. we'll all go ride some horses. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, fuck ooh, out of ooh. here! I'm not trying to get kicked in the face. <laughs> I can watch. Chelsea all missed it. Double entendre. <laughs> oh, oh, ride some horses. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> oh God. But right. yes, everyone. So we are the Black Girls Texting. I'm Shade. I'm Glenn. And I'm Chelsea. Chelsea Pinky. <laughs> she has a thing with this like sex operator voice. Um, I used to people used to tell me that I should be a sex operator. Wait, ask me to say something and I'll do it. Okay. Um oh, say the um the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. <clears throat> the rain in Spain. Falls mainly on the plane. <laughs> that was fucking weird. That wait, wait, okay. like, wait, wait, let maybe me maybe some spoken word poet, like some slam poetry. Okay, all right, let me do it again. The rain in Spain falls on the plane. That's not how you speak. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for tuning in, listening to us. Peep our Instagram at yes. Black Girls Texting. Um, Should you spell it for the people that are? Uh, hood rats and can't spell like Australia. Bay. <laughs> I will. I will oh not God. be doing that. But it is the word black, b l a c k, girls, g i r l s. Oh dear, she's a teacher. <laughs> texting t e x t i n g. Can also job. hit our Gmail account, Black Girls Texting at Gmail, if you want to give us. Some love, some suggestions. We might want to or take some listener question. letters. Yeah, yes. listener letters. I feel like our next one, we should really kind of like dive into relationships and all the juiciness that kind of gives you a little more backstory as to who we are. Because yeah. we just like plopped ourselves that sounds fun. We can onto, do that. The, onto the listeners and they probably think we are a bunch of lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> so we are. Check us out. All right. Any final words, ladies? This was fun. Yeah, for the first good. one, I think I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. I love talking to you guys. I love talking and texting to my girls. you guys. I love texting you guys. Black love, black sisterhood. Yeah. yeah. So Cardi and Azalea, just kiss and make up. Make a little song. Hopefully, it sounds more Cardi than Azalea. I'd be so here for a collaboration between the two of them. And a what? A collab a collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> With that, I beat you all adieu because I never want to hear that ever in my life. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jonathan Shokrian. I was inspired to start MeUndies because I was sick and tired of all the underwear brands out there that didn't feel like they represented me. I wanted to recreate underwear and make it comfortable, fun, and expressive. If MeUndies had one rule, it would be just be yourself. Self-expression is a big part of our company because we want everyone to feel like they can represent themselves. It's all about me. Our original fabric is made out of micromodal. Many have a hard time even just pronouncing it. But it's so soft and buttery, you just want to rub it on your face. MeUndies comes out with more prints than any other underwear brand in the world. New prints every week. Some of my favorite prints are Funny Bones, our 420 prints, and even St. Patrick's Day. 
Best of yet, we offer MeUndies in sizes extra small to 4XL, so there's something for everybody. If you've never tried MeUndies, we want to give you 15% off plus free shipping. Just go to MeUndies.com slash J-O-N. That's MeUndies.com slash John. Why? When you can. (laughs) Why? When you can. Taste the thrill with Coca-Cola and Six Flags. Save up to 50% on tickets with promo code Coke at SixFlags.com.